Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. Today's guest, my youngest ever on The Paddock and the Pavilion, is Will Gaffney, the CEO of Bat for a Chance, a Sussex-based charity which is helping bring smiles to those less fortunate through the provision of cricket kit. I'm really looking forward to finding out more, Will. Thank you for joining me on The Paddock and the Pavilion. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you, Philip, for filling in at short notice. Um, Now, I've had, you know, test cricketers on here, leading trainers, leading jockeys. But to start with, who is Will Gaffney? Uh, Yeah, okay. So, Will Gaffney is a 17-year-old kid, still at school. Uh, loves his cricket, also loves his rugby as well, um, but cricket more so, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a bit. And I founded um, and run the cricket charity Back for a Chance. And so you're you're just finished school at the moment, and you're in the middle of your first year of A levels. That's right. Yeah, that is right. Yes. So, so what subjects are you doing? I'm doing um, psychology, PE, and economics. Uh, economics, that's quite useful for, for the uh, the charity. And uh, yeah. where do you play your own cricket? Uh, so I play my cricket at school and then also some club stuff down here just for my local village club, uh, Heathfield Park. Give them a good shout out. Um, and then pretty much wherever I can get a game as well. Um, I play for a lot of travelling sides, charity teams, etc, etc. It's good fun. So are you a batsman, bowler? Uh, I'm a bowler. Um, probably I get it to nip a bit off the deck every now and then and then bat seven, eight, lower down the tail. And have you got a, a favourite player at the moment? At the moment? I wouldn't say I've got a favourite player at the moment. Um, I got my eye on Hasaranga. I think he's tearing it up in Sri Lanka. Um, he's bowling very well and has done for a little while. Um, so he's a bit of a fan favourite. Yeah, well, he plays for the Jaffna, was the Jaffna yeah. Stallions, now the Jaffna Kings and and actually, a shout out for uh, a man who has been on this podcast, um, Harry Verheesen, who was who I know, who was the um, manager and is the manager of the 
Jaffna Kings. Oh, wow. Awesome. So anyway, where did you get the idea for Bat for a Chance? Yeah, so Bat for a Chance sort of stems from and comes off the back of me going on tour to Sri Lanka, uh, one of the countries we also support, um, when I was 11. Um, so that was 2016-ish, 2015-ish. I think if my maths is all right. And then, so I was lucky enough to be picked to go on tour to Sri Lanka at a really young age. It was a bit of a lad's trip. I went with my dad and some other good mates and cricketers. Um, and it was on the tour where I saw firsthand, for the first time ever, um, how cricket is a very different game to what it's like here in the UK, overseas, and especially in areas like Sri Lanka and Asia in general. Um, and then also sort of, well, how people can live for sport and in particular cricket. Um, on the tour, I was really, really lucky and fortunate to play in some fantastic places in Sri Lanka. And then on the complete flip side of things, uh, we played against a local village side in Kandy on a coconut mat in the middle of nowhere, being told not to go into the outfield because there were snakes and all sorts of bits and pieces. And um, that was sort of, I guess, the light bulb moment for me. Um, first time I saw a lack of kit etc etc and then reflecting on the tour a couple of years later I somehow mustered up the confidence to send out some emails late at night to to tea plantations and charitable um, sort of organizations in Sri Lanka saying this is my idea I'd like to help back help out or give back in some way shape or form and sat here today three years later. Well I've been to Sri Lanka myself and I know how passionate they are about to cricket i've been to candy and i've been to colombo so i know where where you've been but why did you take action i mean you, you can come back and, and 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 reflect on it but it's uh, is are you at school and have you been in your young life a, an organizer a planner who likes to to do things um quite the opposite i think and if you had to ask my parents they'd say definitely not um, no I've always been renowned for being pretty messy and very disorganized especially when I was younger that's changed now um, because I don't think I get away with it anymore but I guess sort of what spurred me to as I say it was sort of one of those moments where you have confidence and I think seeing something firsthand so you know I was fortunate to interact with these kids in Sri Lanka same age as me etc and that is a real sort of I guess you can call it a life-changing moment. It's more of a reality check is the way I would phrase it. I think um, always making sure that, you know, you have open eyes to other cultures, different ideologies, different ideas, different people, um, and also respecting people from all sorts of different ways of life um, will always make you think and will always make you, you know, want to help others, et cetera, et cetera, especially, especially if you look and actually don't turn a blind eye to some people's situations. Um, it should hopefully inspire most to give back in some way, shape or form, whether that's literally just donating five quid to your local homeless charity or, you know, actually saying I'm going to run a marathon for cancer. It all makes a massive difference. And you can see why there's such an amount of empathy for charitable stuff in general. That's what I would, I would say. Well, I certainly agree that travel does sort of broaden your mind and, and opens your eyes up. Uh, for say in Sri Lanka, they, they really just love their cricket, but to, how did you then go about setting up the charity? Um, so I never sort of set out and said that I wanted to start a charity. It was more I wanted to help in some way, shape or form. And that has just evolved over time into what 
that for chances today and that idea of starting a charity just develops as things progress naturally i would say that how did i set out about setting up back for a chance it was all about and for me i'm a big believer in um under promise and over deliver and just get things done you know um so for me i had the concept of you know collecting second hand kit and then sending it to where that will still be of use around the world etc so the big first step for us was collecting kit because once i've got kit around the house my parents are going to want it to go somewhere <laughs> yeah where did you get where, who was the first person to send you kit and where did you get it from i think the first people that donated kit came from a local cricket shop a cricket and a cricket store in london um so i was reaching out to people on instagram at the start a lot and someone just came back and said yeah sure um we've got some stuff we haven't sold for a little while i think if you get a scroll back on our on the bat for chance instagram you can actually still see the first thank you post um so yeah and where where did the first lot of kit go to and how did it make you feel when you you realized that someone had got some kit from will uh, will gaffney um so the first kit donation went to sri lanka um which is quite fitting based off where it all began and that was in 2019 and we sort of cleared the cupboards a bit then um it was a brilliant feeling one to just have accomplished it um and two to actually have the kit uh, get out there after quite a lot of work it was yeah a lot of fun um and it sort of just kept the ball rolling ever since really and i've seen pictures but and heard you also on on other podcasts and you you've had cricket kit going up the stairs of of your house and in your bedroom and i, I you said you had a a, a, a teenager's bedroom but it must have been um you know the bedroom from hell ready for your mum <laughs> yeah um the kit from under the stairs went yesterday because uh, it's moving to a, a little lock-up unit now there's still loads of stuff in my bedroom um to my left there's five or six pairs of pads or so and a load of bags and boxed up clothes ready to go um it's literally everywhere you walk <laughs> Well, it's a great idea, and you, but how logistically did you resolve moving kit? Because it's, it's not like putting something in the post. That must be the biggest issue when you first got the kit, is to get it to somebody. Yeah, um, so the logistics side of things takes up the most time and is definitely one of the most challenging sides of the charity, especially yeah. given the amounts of kit that we're transporting and how regular it's going out these days. I'd say... The customs side of things, especially shipping into countries where customs can be very rife, there is corruption around as well. Um, it's tricky. You've got to make sure you're dealing with the right people. You've got to really tick all the boxes and make sure that you've ticked all the boxes um, when you're looking to send out kit. Because if you don't, it will just get stuck and it won't go where it's intended to go. And then you will have wasted X amount of money on the shipping and also people who have donated you kit. Um, with a charitable purpose that you know you're not fulfilling your objectives um, so it's a really crucial part of the charity but that must be costly have you had help from like transporters shipping companies yeah uh, we've been really really lucky um, so Linex sponsored one of our shipments to Sri Lanka um, earlier this year um, which was incredibly kind and generous of them um, and when we do get an airline partner or a freight partner on board um, they underwrite all of the shipping costs, which co- cuts, you know, that saves us thousands and thousands of pounds. Uh, and we are very, very, very grateful. And I can't stress that enough. 
to those who have supported us, um, whether it be the raising funds for the shipping costs or that be shipping sponsors um, who have helped us out there. It also makes logistically our life a lot easier because we get to use their teams um, who do help with customs, et cetera, et cetera. And the charity has grown with all the different partnerships you've got. You've got partnerships with the MCC, uh, the ACE program, uh, some of the counties. Can you let us know a few details about, about those partnerships? Yeah, sure. So we partnered up with the MCC Foundation um, probably January last year properly. Um, I'm also delighted to be a young ambassador for the foundation. Um, so working with them, we have had a specific focus on the UK, so to speak. So the MCC Foundation run a fantastic hubs program up and down the country, uh, led by the unbelievable uh, Sarah Fain. Um, and they essentially f- uh, provide free cricket um, coaching, etc., facilities uh, for talented kids to come and play at all these hubs. And then they run like a, a pilot competition um, with the final lords. It's a brilliant initiative. Um, and so for the kids who can't afford kit, but are clearly very talented cricketers, we will then step in and help provide them with a new set of cricket kit for them. Um, so anyone who applied for kit support in their programmes up and down the country last year, we sent them their kit, um, which was a, a really, really lovely one to be involved with. And then also working with them, um, we've supported cricket in the Lebanon they fund um, a number of Syrian refugee uh, cricket hubs out in the Lebanon in partnership with another fantastic organisation called Al-Sama, who literally are embedded um, in the Shatila refugee camps in the Lebanon. Um, and they work in the refugee camps with Syrian refugees to, one, be able to educate them, and two, obviously, providing cricket. Um, so we kitted out all of their programs it's a fantastic fantastic project and i strongly recommend checking it out if you've got a couple of minutes spare and you've also worked with ebony rainford brent's ace program yeah um so we worked with ace um we work more with chevy who is again a brilliant brilliant guy who leads he's director of ace um so we supported their community development um sessions across london uh so i think it was actually the first time that i'd been able to hand out kit um because it was in the uk uh so in brockwell park which was an awesome experience and so yeah we just kitted them out with what we call like a starter kit bag um so enabled them to introduce harbour into their community development sessions which was pretty awesome and you've also got a tie-up with a, a Sri Lankan group, which must be very close to your heart, having been the, the sort of a, the reason why you, you started up Back for a Chance. Yeah, no. Um, so the Foundation of Goodness in Sri Lanka um, was founded by, um, I think remarkable is the only word you can use to describe him, Kershil Gunasakara. Um, so it was sort of leapt into action off the back of the 2003 tsunami um, out there. They've raised millions and millions and millions of pounds in Sri Lanka, helping rebuild villages and communities um, across the nation. And they also have, as you would, you know, Sri Lanka's a cricketing loving nation, a massive emphasis on cricket. Um, and so in January this year, um, we sent a kit drop out there, um, which went to five different villages across Sri Lanka. Uh, we had the honour, pleasure, delight. Um, all that kind of stuff that springs to mind when describing having Kumar Sangakara hand over your kit 
Um, you know, it was a real highlight in the year for us. Um, it was a real honour and something we were incredibly grateful for. Yeah, it's a long way from, uh, you know, when you got the MCC president uh, making a presentation of some kit from when you first thought of the idea and uh, yeah. uh, it shows you've made fantastic progress. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a dream come true, that was. And you also now recently appointed a global ambassador as well. Uh, yeah. Um, so Chris Jordan uh, very kindly has come on board as our first ever global cricket ambassador. Um, yeah, again, another dream come true for me. Um, hopefully it will really help propel us and give us some, some momentum going into what's planned to be a very, very exciting um, 2022. And what what can individuals and clubs do if they want to help and donate to Bat for a Chance? Uh, Yeah, so check out our website. Um, On our website, we've got like a a list of all the donation hubs and collection centres, predominantly based from London and then southwards. Um, And then... Also, there's like donate buttons for our Just Giving pages and all sorts of other bits and pieces. A couple of case studies where you can read up about our work, the impact that it's had, um, etc. And what's the uh, website address? Uh, uk. And is it is it all kit? You know, it's you know socks, shirts, balls, bags, everything. Yeah, it's pretty much everything, to be honest, as you say. Clothes, clothes also have a massive impact. Um, done a lot of stuff with refugees and clothes because um, they literally get dumped in the UK or in refugee camps in Europe and they've only got the clothes that they're in. Um, and so we've supported a lot of initiatives like that with clothing as well as cricket kit. And everything has a massive difference. And I think that's something that I've certainly learned along the way. Um whether that be a pair of spikes for someone, you know, that could be their first ever pair of shoes or trainers. Um, whether that be a shirt because they only have two shirts, etc. A bat and a ball, you can play cricket with. It's, yeah, it all makes and is, is quality of the kit important? Um, to an extent, you know, obviously if, if the bat snapped in half, it's going to be of much use. But um, if you can still just about knock a ball about with it, it's going to have that same use to someone else who may not have a bat. Um, so I always say put yourself in the recipient's shoes Um, if you think they would get some use out of it then it's probably fit to donate if it's not if you don't think they would sorry then it's probably not fit to donate Um, so yeah and as you say a lot of the hubs are in the southeastern area so it's a shout out really on this podcast for any clubs or or areas or organizations who might consider becoming a hub in uh, where I am here in Cambridgeshire or East Anglia, um, and if they would like to, to contact you. Yeah, no, that would be awesome, definitely. Um, it's an area we're planning on venturing into soon, um, along with further up north. Um, we've done a bit of stuff with Lancashire in the past as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a couple of our bits and pieces we're going to dive into in the future. And it's also junior kit as well. It's not, not just uh, uh, adult kit, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, junior kit is often more sought after than adult kit. Um, well, basically because we often support schools and sort of uh, younger cricketers, um, it tends to be. Um, so, yeah, junior kit is of massive value to us and, as I say, really, really be appreciated. 
And you mentioned in, in some of our conversation about the different countries, but how far afield have you gone sending kit? We've gone pretty far afield, to be fair. I, I mean, you know, it completely ranges and it's been a very eye-opening experience for me as per realising where cricket's played around the world. You know, I didn't realise it was played in Africa before I started doing this. Um, so in Africa, we've done stuff with the Ugandan Cricket Association, with Rwanda, uh, Sierra Leone, and in conversations with a couple of other nations out there. Going to the Caribbean, done stuff in Trinidad, kit on the way to Guyana, have some other bits and pieces planned in uh, the Caribbean as well. In Europe, um, the refugee camps in Bosnia, Kosovo and Albania, um, along with cricket in Greece, um, Sri Lanka, Lebanon, uh, of course here in the UK, you know, it can't be forgotten that there's often poverty uh, on our doorstep as well, which is also very much in need of support. Um, so yeah, a really, really, really wide range um, of causes all around the world. And hopefully if the world sort of gets back to more normality with travel, with touring sides could be a useful outlet to take extra kit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we send kit with people quite regularly. Um, for instance, working with Cricket Without Boundaries, another brilliant uh, cricket charity. Um, we send kit with their volunteers often when they're going overseas. It's just a lot easier to do. And plus, you get to give someone that experience of handing out the kit themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. And I read also recently you um, kitted out to a young Afghan refugee who's come over to the UK, and I think you delivered the kit to, to him personally. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Um, so in light of what had happened in Afghanistan and with the refugees in general, um, in 2021, um, oh, sorry, we shifted our focus halfway through uh, the summer um, from causes in the UK to Afghan refugees. Um, we still supported causes in the UK towards the back end of the cricketing summer, but we had a particular emphasis on refugees. Um, and yeah, so I, I had uh, a real, real um, honour and pleasure of handing out kit to an Afghan refugee who'd literally been pulled off a boat a month before, um, who's clearly quite shell-shocked as well. Um, you know, that was a, an incredible, incredibly humbling experience for me to have. Um, we also, I think, in the back end have now supported over 10,000 uh, refugees um, across Europe and in the Lebanon um, throughout 2021. So, yeah, it's been a real highlight of the year and a, a really good moment for us. And the future for Bat for a Chance, you've now got trustees uh, from, you know, just starting up at home in your, your own bedroom. You've now got trustees and a global ambassador. Where, what's <laughs> the future hold for, for Bat for a Chance? Uh, yeah, no, really lucky to have just appointed a fantastic group of trustees. Um, we had three beforehand, um, so it was a very small group. Now we've got, I think we're up to nine. So we've appointed a lot, some special advisors in there as well. Um, they're all going to be of huge value to the charity and to me as well, helping just guide me in the right direction, I guess, because I'm young. Um, and, well, we'll have to see what's, um, what's the future for Bat for a Chance in 2022. But there's, um, there's an exciting project lined up for January. And I noticed your mum's one of the trustees as well. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be possible without mum and family. You know, cricket kit is all around the home for, for the starters, as we've said already. 
Um, but again, been really helpful. Um, mum is my sounding board. <laughs> uh, so often bouncing ideas off her, seeing what she thinks, etc. Dad as well has spent hours and hours and hours with me on the sofa watching cricket, um, gripping cricket bats or things along those lines, packaging things up ready to go. Um, so yeah, really, really grateful to both of them. Sounds like their life has, has been changed by what's happened to you. Uh, to, an, to a certain extent, yeah, um, you could say so. But it's also, you know, still a very normal family home, etc. But they must be very proud of what you've done. I mean, a lot of, you know, you were only, I think, 15 when you started this. Um, to actually have an idea and actually take action, they must be very proud of you. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> um, you'd have to ask them. Now, just a slight aside here, but we're we're now two nil down in the ashes. Can we come back? <laughs> Dangerous topic of conversation. This, um, yeah, I think we can, um, but it all hinges on the Boxing Day test. So, I will certainly be caffeinated to to the maximum and watching. But um, I hope so. I really do hope so. For the sake of English cricket, I think we could do with a a bit of joy. <laughs> Yeah, you can be on the sofa there packing some kit up as you watch uh, through the night, <laughs> can't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, finally, can you just remind uh, listeners how they can help Bat for a Chance? Uh, yeah, um, so make sure to check us out on socials. Um, type Bat for a Chance into Instagram, into Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the lot, um, and we should pop up somewhere. Um, and also, again, just... Hopefully it will come up if you type it into Google as well. Um, we're always looking for new partners, new people to get involved, always welcoming new ideas, etc. Um, as well as kit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. Well, it's certainly a shout out from me for any clubs in the East Anglian in region. I'll certainly push it on, on our own Twitter page to see if we can get um, some kit from, from Cambridgeshire. Thank you very much for being my guest on this Christmas edition of the Paddock and the Pavilion. It will be going out on Sunday the 26th on Boxing Day. And best wishes to you and to Bat for a Chance for 2022. Thank you very much. It's been a, a fun time. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and now on Instagram at the pad and pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.